This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 713, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, September the 25th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 713. It's our Comic Reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, September the 25th. Uh, this t- episode, I'm only going to be talking about a couple, a handful of comics, but first I just want to talk about, or at least acknowledge some of the books that did come out last week. Uh, they include Absolute Carnage, Morales Morales, number two, issues of Action Comics, Avengers. Uh, there's a one-shot Avengers, Loki Unleashed, which, which is, I believe, by Roger Stern. Uh, Batgirl, Batman Beyond, uh, Batman Curse of the White Knight, number three, Batman Superman, number two. Um, we got Black Panther, Captain America, Detective Comics, Dal H for Hero, Ghost Spider, Harleen, um, Justice League Dark, Marvel Comics Presents, Red Hood Outlaw, Star Wars Age of uh, Resistance, Kylo Ren, uh, Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen or- Jedi's Fallen Order, Dark Temple, uh, we had Star Wars Target Vader, Strike Force, Thanos, The Flash, The Terrifics, Wolverine Annual, and Wonder Woman. Uh, those are just a handful of the releases that came out on the 25th. And then uh, what are the books I'm talking about? Well, I have three on the docket today. And I realized after I was um, looking at comics that I missed uh, from a recent episode uh, that somehow I read Amazing Spider-Man 30 before I really finished episode uh, issue 29. I kind of knew the, the bare gist of it. But I feel like I skimmed it but never really read it fully. Um, but uh, here we have issue 30. Uh, it's actually a tie-in to Absolute Carnage. Um, which, you know, makes sense. I mean, Carnage has definitely graduated to being uh, not just a Spider-Man villain anymore. Again, he, especially right now, he's being used more as a kind of a, a Venom villain that's spilling out into the universe. But, uh, you know, he started out as a Spider-Man villain. So you have Spider-Man uh, 30 or Legacy numbering 831. This is by Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley. This is uh, just called Absolute Carnage Part 1. And it says, Some events in this issue take place after those in Absolute Carnage number 3. Um, so we start a couple weeks ago with... Um, What's his name? Kindred and the uh, the psychiatrist and the uh, Mysterio, and then we have um, Kindred seeing the you know kind of crazy version of Norman Osborn that now thinks that he's Cletus Cassidy and is not quite being Norman. Um, I almost felt that the the first shot of Norman, as much as I liked it, I almost felt that I wanted him to look crazier. I would, he almost just looks kind of sad and despondent and distant. But I wanted him to be like fucking crazy because <laughs> he's Cletus Cassidy in his mind now. Um, but we didn't quite get that level of craziness. Um, we get the obligatory, oh, look, Spider-Man, you know, eventually became, you know, had an alien costume. And I just feel like seeing that type of stuff from Secret Wars has been done to death. Um, and then we kind of get a bit of a, you know, recap as to what's going on in Absolute Carnage at this point, how Spider-Man views certain things as his responsibility. Um, I'm very curious, but like exactly where Spider-Man's identity became known to, um, to Normie, because that's definitely a, a plot point that's been discussed a bit of, a few times in Absolute Carnage, so I don't really know about that. Um, but I do like seeing, you know, Spider-Man go up against Carnage here. Uh, it was kind of interesting. The, the flashback is, is kind of weird, uh, the, the years ago flashback. Um, it, it was interesting and not necessarily what you'd expect, and you have all this while you have, you know, Kindred looking at Norman and talking about that and what that means, as well as this having this fight. Overall, I enjoyed this. I thought there was good personal stakes. I like the flashbacks. I'm curious where they're going with this, and I, I don't know if I care enough about Kindred, to be honest. Like, obviously, they want us to care about this mystery, but at the same time, I'm just kind of bored of it, because the character on its face doesn't look that impressive to me, and it's not like, you know, classic mysteries in the past where... 
you know, the Hobgoblin, you at least had the character doing stuff and fighting Spider-Man, and Spider-Man at least knew the character existed, whereas here, Kindred's not really a thing that's on, like, that it's understood on his radar that he really knows, and so it feels like it's it's just this thing that's on the periphery, but only us as readers know about it, but the actual main character doesn't, and I feel like that lessens the stakes in some ways for me, because I don't feel like, the, you know, Peter's really responding to the actual threat, because he can't, because it's not there. Like, it's, again, this weird sense of a mystery. It's kind of like, I mean, eventually it dovetailed, but, you know, in the first year of this book, or at least the first few issues, where you had, you know, the idea of that it looked like it was Craven doing something, and, and you know, and but we weren't really sure exactly what it was. And then, then it was revealed, and then eventually it, you know, dovetailed or was made a piece of what the main story was. But for a while, it was just kind of this thing that happened that you kept seeing, and wasn't really given context for why you should care. Um, I, I like this issue. I'm going to give it an 8. I just think there's some issues with some of the Kindred stuff. But overall, I, th- I thought this was a pretty solid read. Uh, next up, we have Powers of Ten, issue 5. Uh, this is by, um, let's see, Jonathan Hickman, R.B. Silva, Marte Garcia, Virtual Calligraphies, Clayton Cowles, and Tom Muller on design. Um, I... I as we crisscross between the two books, I'm not even sure. I think House of X is probably my preferred book of the of the two, but I mean, obviously, there are two series that are one. Um, I like the idea of what um, you know Forge is kind of tasked with creating here, and his discussions with Xavier about what to do and 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 how to do it. I mean, you get like four pages of it, but it's pretty cool. Um, and then we kind of have future stuff with Xavier and Magneto. Sorry, Xavier, Magneto, and Emma Frost. Um, the idea of you know bringing her to Kokoa and putting all the pieces together that will create this council that we'll get in the next issue of, of House of X. Um, we have here all you you know Xavier connecting to all these different mutants across the world, which kind of leads into where we see the last issue, what is it, House of X number five, uh, but bringing all these disparate pieces together. The part that I'm not sure how it connects yet is the you know the very far future stuff. I'm sure it will matter. I'm just not sure what it matters yet or how it how it connects. I'm curious about it. Um, I do like how Namor is written here as well in the present timeline. I just think it's really cool and, and definitely fits that character. Generally speaking, this was great. Um, you know, it, I'm I'm. It's one of those things where I just want to read every issue over and over again and try to understand what's going on. Sometimes, not necessarily in a bad way, but just because like it makes me care. It makes me want to know. It's weird. It's out there. It's cra- You know, a little bit crazy, but not in a way that makes me not care or that disconnects me from the story. Uh, last but not least, we have Superior Spider-Man 11. Uh, I don't even know if there's an issue after 12. I, I I haven't looked at solicits really, so I don't even know if this book is continuing or if it's going to end. Um, it's by Christos Gage, artwork by Mike Hawthorne and Wade von Grabadger, who usually does Eminence work, so I'm surprised he's over here. And you got Jordi Belair on colors and Clayton Cowles on, from Virtual Calligraphy on letters. Um, and I quite enjoyed this. Uh, this idea that, you know, uh, Otto really has to kind of figure out a way to go up against Osborne, and he thinks that the reason why he maybe he can't is that he's not his true self. Um, he's not able to kind of do everything that Otto used to do. Otto used to be able to, you know, take out someone like this this other reality is Osborne, but here he's having an issue. And so he they bring him a Mephisto, and he kind of wants to make a deal. Um, and it means that he'll be... And he's kind of tantalized with the idea that he doesn't just have to take the deal for a day of being Otto Octavius again. He could maybe be always be Otto Octavius and uh, be, you know, relieved of any potential mental illness. And then he'll know if it was really mental illness that was, you know, making him kind of quote unquote evil. Um, and if he really is able to be a heroic on his own or 
you know, if they influence Peter Parker as part of why that has happened. Um, it's really interesting in terms of what it sets up for the character and the uh, potential um, ways in which the character might be tempted. Uh, I'm very curious well, what we'll see in the next issue, but I really dug this. I thought it was a really solid issue, great art, and uh, I was really invested in what, what happens. It escalates really quickly, and it felt credible, and it felt like, you know, it was interesting, though, because you'd almost think that Otto Octavius wouldn't <laughs> kind of go to mysticism immediately, but, I mean, he's obviously seen a grander world. He's seen all the crazy things that can happen through, you know, the Spider-Verse events, etc., you know, he's he's opened his eyes. He's maybe not just who he used to be, and is actually able to do think of other things. You know, just how you know Reed Richards is never really able to really contemplate or understand uh, magic. Although that was the whole point of the unthinkable storyline is him kind of understanding that and trying to understand what what he can't understand because he doesn't believe. Um, I really I really like this. Again, I, I didn't like any I didn't dislike anything any of these three books. I thought they were all great, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed them. Uh, next week, uh, which will be the releases from the week of October the 2nd, uh, some of the books that uh, are included in that are Absolute Carnage, The Immortal Hulk. Uh, we got the sixth issue of Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Got the new issue of Batman. You got Bizarre Adventures, Black Cat, Champions, Contagion, Deceased. Uh, you got uh, Daredevil, Deathstroke, Doctor Strange, Doom Patrol, Way to the Worlds, Fantastic Four, Future Foundation, Ghost Rider, Harley Quinn, House of Vex, Immortal Hulk. Uh, Justice League, Legion of Superheroes, Millennium, Lois Lane, Marvel Comics, uh, 1001, Old Man Quill, Runaways, Savage Avengers, Spider-Verse, uh, Star Wars, Dr. Aphra, Star Wars, uh, Superman Up in the Sky, Swordmaster, The Dreaming, The Green Lantern, The Punisher, Young Justice, and uh, that's about it. So that's a pretty good week, and I'm excited to talk about some of those books uh, next uh, on our next episode. Um, our next non-reviews episode, which will be, I guess, what, whatever we're at now, um, 7.14, that'll be our spotlight on the Joker. And then the following week should be, and this will probably come up a day or two later than I usually would, which is why I always try for Fridays for the non-reviews episode, although the one Joker will be going up on a Saturday. Um, so on the 12th, probably, um, which in Canada is actually Thanksgiving weekend, um, we should be having a conversation with Ralph, Ralph Macchio, um, having another conversation with him on the 11th of October. Really excited about that. And, uh, you know, he's got such amazing stories and such great insights, and I can't wait to really uh, go deep with him again on, on his amazing career at Marvel and all the crazy things he's done and been involved with and it just there's so much you could parse and, and pull apart he's fascinating if there's a reason why he does so many intros uh with all these marvel books um of you know material that came out during his tenures on different books anyways that'll be our episode i guess 716 um and then from there we're going to kind of have a murderer's row because we're going to have marv wolfman is scheduled to be on the show kelly thompson's scheduled to be back on the show um in november um hopefully going to be scheduling an episode where i'm going to have mark wade and brian augustine the team behind the recent kind of archie timeline books i mean archie 1941 and i believe 1955 um they'll be hopefully uh, be able to attend together and uh, have a, a conversation with the two of them just talking about working on archie and and doing these period pieces and how you can kind of manipulate the characters to fit that time frame until different types of stories that still ring true to the Archie characters um, and so that's just some of the stuff that's coming out in the next month so I'm really excited about a bunch of the all of those interviews really that's four great great episodes and I can't wait for them to happen and then to be able to share them with everyone so thanks again and you can also go back and uh, listen to episode 712 which was my conversation with Fabian Nisiesa it's actually my third uh, episode with him uh, we talk about Spider-Man Lifeline a miniseries he worked on in 2001 and we go uh, a little bit deeper on his catalog at the time and what it was like to kind of oscillate between 
between certain books and uh, how it pushed them in different directions. It was a really interesting conversation. Fabian's just such an amazing creator because, first of all, he's so open and frank and candid, kind of like Eric Larson, and you know you're going to get the straight shit. You know, you know he's not going to, you know, couch his words or, or you know hide behind anything. He's just going to tell you what the way things were, and it's fascinating. Anyways, thanks for listening to this episode. You can email me at comicshenigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.